This is July 26, and every day is a holiday with Mary Stone. This is our podcast celebrating every day of everyone's life. Our message is simple, and it is that we are all of one spirit. What does that mean? It means that despite our varied creeds and cultures, at their cores, most religions and faith traditions share the same critical sentiments and principles because we are all of one spirit. Holidays, holy days, happy days. We celebrate life, love, loss, and legacy. This is our Commonwealth. Today is the combined feast days of Saints Anne and Joachim, the parents of Mary, the mother of Jesus. The story of Joachim and Anne first appears in the apocryphal Gospel of James. Joachim and Anne are not mentioned in the Bible. Since the genealogies of Jesus in Matthew and Luke do not explicitly name either of Mary's parents, but apparently name two different fathers for St. Joseph, many scholars, and particularly Protestant scholars, argue that the genealogy in Luke is actually the family tree of Mary, and that Heli is her father. To resolve the problem of Joseph having two fathers, one descended from Solomon, son of David, one descended from Nathan. Traditions from the 7th century specify that Heli was the first cousin of Joachim. According to tradition, St. Anne was born in Bethlehem and married Joachim of Nazareth, both descendants of David. In the Proto-Evangelum of James, Joachim is described as a rich and pious man who regularly gave to the poor and to the synagogue at Sepphoris. Tradition has it that the parents of the Blessed Virgin, who, apparently, first lived in Galilee, came later on to settle in Jerusalem. However, the high priest rejected Joachim and his sacrifice, as their childlessness was interpreted as a sign of divine displeasure. Joachim consequently withdrew to the desert where he fasted and did penance for 40 days. Again, sound familiar? Angels then appeared to both Joachim and Anne to promise them a child. Joachim later returned to Jerusalem and embraced Anne at the city gate. There is an ancient belief that a child born of an elderly mother who had given up hope of having offspring was destined for great things. Parallels occur in the Old Testament in the case of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. Joachim and Anne meeting at the Golden Gate was a popular subject in artistic renditions of the life of the Virgin. The cycle of legends concerning Joachim and Anne were included in the Golden Legend and remained popular in Christian art until the Council of Trent restricted the depiction of apocryphal I said that wrong. Events. Ancient belief attested to by a sermon of John by Damascus was that Anne married once. In late medieval times, legend held that Anne was married three times. First to Joachim, then to Clopas, and finally to a man named Solomus. And that each marriage produced one daughter. Mary, mother of Jesus, Mary of Clopas, and Mary Salome respectively. The sister of St. Anne was Sobe, 
who was the mother of Elizabeth. I guess this was an effort to sort out the slew of Marys in the Gospels. In the 1969 revision of the general Roman calendar, it was joined to that of Anne for celebration on July 26th. In the Quran, Joachim is known as Imran, the father of Maryam, Mary. The name is mentioned in several locations and is said that his family was one of those preferred over all of God's creatures. Anne, Arabic, Hannah, is also revered in Islam, recognized as a highly spiritual woman and as the mother of Mary. The Quran describes her as the daughter of Fakut, who remained childless until her old age. One day, Hannah saw a bird feeding its young while sitting in the shade of a tree, which awakened her desire to have children of her own. She prayed for a child and eventually conceived. Her husband, Imran, died before the child was born. Expecting the child to be male, Hannah vowed to dedicate him to isolation and service in the second temple. However, Hannah bore a daughter instead and named her Mary. Her words upon delivering Mary reflect her status as a great mystic, realizing that while she had wanted a son, this daughter was God's gift to her. Then, when she brought forth, she said, My Lord, truly I brought her forth, a female, and God is greater in knowledge of what she brought forth, and the male is not like the female. So, her Lord received her with the very best acceptance, and her bringing forth caused the very best to develop in her. So her Lord received her with the very best acceptance. From grandparents, we move to other important family members. Honor all the awesome aunts and uncles in your life on Uncle and Aunt Day. The unofficial holiday is celebrated every year on July 26th. This holiday is a good opportunity to tell your uncles and aunts how much you love them. Uncles and aunts are fun to spend time with. They're just like parents, except without the rules and regulations. They buy you gifts that your parents won't, dote on you, take you on fun vacations, and they are a huge part of your support system. So, celebrate your uncles and aunts on Uncle and Aunt Day. In many Western countries, the term uncle and aunt is reserved for close family members related by marriage or through genetics. This is in contrast to several other cultures, especially in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East, where anyone who is from the generation of one's parent is referred to as an uncle or an aunt. Did you know that say uncle is a phrase popularly used in the United States and Canada and is usually used to concede defeat in a game or a match? Finally, last year on this date, Hillary Clinton becomes the first female nominee for President of the United States by a major political party at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. Oh, but we got one more. On this day, in 1775, the U.S. Postal System is established by the Second Continental Congress with Benjamin Franklin, remember him, as its first Postmaster General. Franklin put into place the foundation for many aspects of today's mail system, for better or worse. 
During early colonial times in the 1600s, few American colonists needed to send mail to each other. It was more likely that their correspondence was with letter writers in Britain. Mail deliveries from across the Atlantic were sporadic and could take many months to arrive. There were no post offices in the colonies, so mail was typically left at inns and taverns. In 1753, Benjamin Franklin, who had been postmaster of Philadelphia, became one of two joint postmasters generals for the colonies. He made numerous improvements to the mail system, including setting up new, more efficient colonial routes and cutting delivery time in half between Philadelphia and New York by having the weekly mail wagon travel both day and night via relay teams. Franklin also debuted the first rate chart, which standardized delivery costs based on the distance and weight. In 1774, the British fired Franklin from his postmaster job because of his revolutionary activities. However, the following year, he was appointed postmaster general of the United Colonies by the Continental Congress. Franklin held the job until the late in 1776, when he was sent to France as a diplomat. He left a vastly improved mail system, with routes from Florida to Maine, and regular service between the colonies and Britain. President George Washington appointed Samuel Osgood, a former Massachusetts congressman, as the first postmaster general of the American nation under the new U.S. Constitution in 1789. At that time, there were approximately 75 post offices in the country. Today, the United States has over 40,000 post offices, and the Postal Service delivers 212 billion pieces of mail each year to over 144 million homes and businesses in the United States, Puerto Rico, Guam, the American Virgin Islands, and American Samoa. The Postal Service is the nation's largest civilian employer with over 700,000 career workers who handle more than 44% of the world's cards and letters. The Postal Service is a not-for-profit, self-supporting agency that covers its expenses through postage. Stamp use in the United States started in 1847, by the way. The Postal Service gets the mail delivered rain or shine using everything from planes to mules. However, it's not cheap. The U.S. Postal Service says that when fuel costs go up by just one penny, its own costs rise by $8 million. There's always a holiday somewhere on this planet. Find a reason for joy and share it. Thank you for sharing your time with us. I'm Mary Stone, the Reverend Interfaith Reverend, with my writing partner, the Holy Mess and Holy Nice, Brian O'Malley.